Hello and welcome to the Slow Home Podcast. This is the podcast all about learning to slow down and simplify life in a world that is quite hectic and quite complicated sometimes. My name is Brooke McCallery. Thank you very much for joining us. And my name is Ben McCallery and welcome to 184, the episode that, yeah, you touched on. It's all about learning. It, actually, I did. Yeah, aren't I clever? <laughs> I didn't even mean to. It's a bit meta, this episode, I've got to say. It is. Yeah, but I think it ties in really nicely with last Monday's episode where we spoke about the different ways that men and women approach simplicity, I guess, but more specifically about often the way we, we write about things or learn about things and the information we go looking for. Yeah, and we tried to avoid stereotypes, but basically what we found was that men tend to look at things at a very broad brush level, very macro level, where women generally will look at more the micro practical things. Yeah. And I, I, I think that is massively stereotyped. Look, absolutely. But I think it's less a gendered thing than it is about the information that we need. But I also think that that in itself is a gendered issue because women are often looking for those very practical solutions to very practical day-to-day -day issues but anyway, I'm not going to rehash last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to episode 182 and let us know what you think. But it got us thinking about how we learn about slow living and how so often people will send us an email or get in touch via social media frustrated that they've been doing all this reading or doing all these experiments or trying all these different things with slow, slow living and it's not sticking and this really taps into an area of expertise that you have, which is different types of learning and why certain ways of learning work for some people and why they don't. And we really wanted to focus on that this, the next few episodes, actually, so that we can really help ourselves and also help you to maybe tap into some of the, the reasons why some of these learnings or some of these ideas don't stick, even though you know that that's the way you want to start shifting your life. Yeah, that's right. It's almost like we all at some point on our slow living journey reach a stage where we're plateaued or where oh, we've, absolutely. We've, we feel like we've done enough planning, we've done enough research, but for whatever reason, we either are not making a big enough difference and that might be self-perceived or that we are not seeing enough difference in our household, so through other people. So this is designed to really strip all that back and understand mechanically why for some of us, some forms of learning just don't work. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Let's get into it. Quite a few years ago now, when I first started exploring the idea of slow living, I, I read. I read voraciously. I read all of the archives of Zen Habits. I read everything that Joshua Becker published. I read everything that Courtney Carver wrote. I just dove headfirst into the, into the learning, the job of learning about simplifying. And specifically at that time, it was based on stuff for me because I've spoken about it endlessly, that that's all I could deal with at the time. 
it wasn't until so I, I mean I could have a conversation with you and say these are the reasons why simple living or simplifying is important these are the benefits and it wasn't until I started doing that those lessons those ideas really started to cement themselves into the way that I did life and the way that I viewed other things and from there of course all these other changes started to slowly emerge but I think it was really interesting to me to realize that I needed to have that foundation of knowledge but it didn't do me any good by itself action needed to come so I think that for me was one of the biggest lessons that I learned about the way I learn Mm. which is you know learning yes reading fine but then doing is is incredibly important. And we've only, as a society, only really understood the benefits of that and it's called experiential learning. Mm. It's, it's learning through doing. And you're right and, and you've been a very, huge advocate for that. All the time when you're providing advice is you need to do it. I can't tell you what to do. You need to make make it work for you. That's right. There's I don't ever want to be prescriptive in that regard because – what works for me is not going to work for most other people. It's mm. about asking people or getting people to ask themselves certain questions mm. and those answers inform your actions. Mm. And because that's highly personal, you know, that there is just no way that you can you, you can you can teach that by rote to someone. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, that's so that's this is the knowledge age. This is where we're at. And this is what really completes learning for a lot of people is actually the doing rather than the the read and writing and the the theory based stuff. So I guess the other benefit to these next few episodes will be helping people to discern what kind of information to go looking for. Yeah, abs- because I think people are overwhelmed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's about really identifying where you sit along that experiential learning, I don't know. Spectrum. Spectrum, I guess, because there are three other types of learners that we've identified within the slow living community. And that's what we're going to focus on for the next three episodes Mm. is what those other types of learning personalities look like. So just to give you a bit of an introduction to them, the first one is... An introduction. (laughs) The first one is, is a personal learner. So very very much about experiential learning to the point where personally you need it almost laid out for you in a very individual way. It needs to be tailored to you. It can't be like a general course or general information, but it needs to be designed specifically for your own unique needs and circumstances. Mm-hmm. So I really identify with that type of learner. And, I, and I'll give examples when we get to that. But it's all about highly personalised learning. Right. The next type of learner is about collaboration. And I guess that's what we're all about too is where the collective intelligence of this community is huge mm-hmm. and we are all learning off one another. I mean the amount of guests that you have for all on this podcast are from all walks of life with mm. all different backgrounds and together, the, the information being presented, we all learn very much from their experience. So that's all about collaborating. And tapping into tapping like collective into wisdom. Exactly. Right. And then finally, the informal learner. And I think this is maybe something that you identify with quite a lot. 
through your research. I mean, you you did a whole heap of research mm-hmm. before you went into that experiential mm-hmm. learning space. And that's what the informal learner does. They look at blogs, they get online, they, they you know, you can't do a degree in slow living. So <laughs> this informal learning is, is getting as much information and as resources as possible before you then dive into the practical stuff. Right. So can people be a mix of these? Yeah, and, abs- and everyone is. Yeah, okay. But I think people will identify with, with More strongly, one, right. one of those three. Okay. More than others. And that's, I think, kind of cool to go through in the next couple of episodes. Well, I think it's really interesting as well because, as I mentioned, we are overwhelmed by the amount of information and the amount of experts and the amount of gurus and the amount of books and the amount of blogs and podcasts and everything else that's out there. None of them are necessarily unhelpful Mm. or, you know, trying to overwhelm us, but there is just so much. And what I often find is that once you start making improvements in one area of life, there's this snowball effect, which is wonderful because it, it over time builds towards this kind of life that you want. But I think we're also casting such a wide net with the internet and all the various ways that we can get information that we suffer from shiny object syndrome a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think understanding, I guess, your goals, your why, plus pairing that with an understanding of how you best learn is a really good place to begin, particularly for people who are feeling like, oh, I am so overwhelmed right overwhelmed. now. Exactly. So I guess the key takeaway for today's episode is just to understand and try to identify with those three learning types. Try to think about what your preference is, what works for you. And yeah, as Brooke said, as we go along this journey, it's about trying to use all three learning types together. To, for your benefit, for your, your personal for your benefit. benefit. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and I also think that maybe just give a bit of thought this week to times where you have gone out looking for learnings on something, meditation, mindfulness, sim- simplifying, decluttering, whatever, and for whatever reason haven't had the results you wanted. And maybe think about, I guess, the way you were trying to learn about it. And perhaps if you have that in mind over the next few weeks, you'll be able to come to an understanding of what ways you are better suited to learn about that thing, which may actually be the key to unlocking your ability to move forward in it and learn about that thing in a more effective way. Because there's certainly been things for me as well that um, that I've focused on and not got the results and it's a bit of a mystery. So I'm looking forward to the next three weeks. Yeah, let's geek out on on learning. Exactly. Uh, Enjoy your week. Have a great week. Jackrabbit FM. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.